how's it going? It's Streaming Wasteland with uh, Ringo and Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. <laughs> uh, and, on this... <laughs> and on this week, we decided to go ahead and take on The Buddy Games, a uh, movie about buddies and games. To give you guys an idea, Buddy Games is a rated R for strong, crude sexual content and language throughout, some graphic nudity, drug use, and uh, brief violence. Uh, this stars Dan uh, Bechtel. Yep, there you go. Sorry. Last names apparently are a problem for me, and I have an extremely difficult last name, so they shouldn't be that difficult, but they are. Kevin Dillon, Josh Duham, Duhamel, James Rode Rodriguez, Dax Shepard, and Nick Swardson. IMDb gave this a 4.8 out of 10 on 7,500 votes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 16% with critics giving it a 60, sorry, 16% from critics and a 67% from audience. And there's a trigger warning. This movie is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's for real terrible. This isn't just like, Oh man, you know, like remember this movie that nobody likes, but everybody has fond memories of it. Nobody has fond memories of it. Um, to give you a brief plot overview, the titular Buddy Games are a series of competitions that six friends made up that they hold every year. The movie opens up with us at the end of one of the Buddy Games, where Shelly, Dan Bechdahl, has won for the sixth year in a row. While Shelly is giving meat goggles to one of the other friends, which, mind you, meat goggles is there for a reason, uh, Bender, a.k.a. Nick Swardson, shoots him in his exposed balls with a paintball pistol. And yes, I did say exposed balls when I (laughs) said that. (laughs) Fast forward five years and we meet Bob, Josh Duhamel, and his girlfriend, Tiffany Olivia, uh, also known as Olivia Munn. Uh, Bob gets a call from Shelly's mom that Shelly is in rehab on Suicide Watch. It turns out that when Bender shot Shelly, Shelly ended up losing both of his balls, one from the paintball, one from getting an infection. Uh, this has spiraled him because in his own words, he used to be an alpha male, his words, not mine. Uh, Bob agrees to hold the buddy games again with the stipulation that Bender can't be there. Bender though shows up anyway. And through a series of games that aren't really worth mentioning, Bender, Shelly and Bob end up the three finalists competing to win the buddy games. During the final game, Bob gets shot through the hand with an arrow and Bender wins the games, defeating Shelly. Bob pledges his love to his bros and tells Olivia Munn that he won't marry her because his boys come first. She beats him up and then effectively the movie ends. Yay! That was my favorite part was when the credits <laughs> rolled. I agree with you on that. Yeah, this movie, the trigger warning of is a terrible movie is not a joke. This isn't even original. Pre-game, I guess you could say, we were briefly discussing if either one of us had anything positive to say. And the answer is no. Everything in this movie is stolen and perverted badly. The main thing that they kind of took from are the hangover-type movies with a group of friends, as well as the tag movie, which a lot of people... Well, a lot of people. There aren't very many reviews on this, to be honest, but a lot of the reviews that I did see said that they stole from the movie tag. I actually haven't seen the movie tag. I heard it was very meh, and therefore it might be on this podcast coming up. Unfortunately, if too many people saw it, or it's like kind of a cult classic, it's not going to quite meet our metrics. The reason I put this on our list is because this is one of those cases where critics hated it and fans seemed to like it. The critics were 
undeniably right. But like I said, the all the jokes here are stolen. American Pie has some influence here. Bridesmaids has some influence here. Hangover has some influence here. Uh, the End of the World has some influence here. Not End of the World. What is it? This is the End. That's the name this, of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, the, the humor here is stuff... Almost immediately, my gut instinct was, I've seen this done better elsewhere. And they actually really cemented it. So just jumping into things I particularly didn't care for, the... As we mentioned, Shelly makes a rule for the buddy games that Bender can't be there. Bender shows up with $10,000. That was the lie that Bob gave him that like there's a buy-in this year. And so he actually he actually made $10,000. Then he shows up with a humidor full of sperm, his own sperm, thankfully. Uh, at least he didn't steal sperm from somebody else. But he shows up with this humidor full of sperm and gives it to Shelly as an offering, saying, now you can have kids. Which, you know, that's what everybody wants when they've lost both their testicles. They want some random friend of theirs to give them sperm so they can have kids. Anyway, the sperm ends up, of course, being mixed into some mixed drinks. It's a gag that Shelly pulls on everybody throughout the, a gag that everybody pulls on, uh, that Shelly pulls on everybody. He mixes it into some pina coladas and then they drink them. And it was right there that I was like, okay, so this is the Van Wilder, like, jizz eclair joke but done stretched over the movie and also not nearly as funny. I couldn't exactly pinpoint what wasn't funny about this, but I would say the delivery and the setup. So basically most of the joke just didn't work. Yeah. And the thing that, that really threw me for a loop here is, you know, like you're talking about how Shelly is the one who made the drinks. I don't understand why anyone would be friends with Shelly. In fact, I don't know why anyone would be friends with anyone in this group. But Shelly specifically, Shelly seems like the sort of dickhead who would go ahead and do that to you on the regular. Oh, hey, look, I made a drink for you. And you'd go ahead and drink it, and you're like, oh, this is really good. He's like, yeah, I jizzed in it. Right. Shelly also... So, I was thinking about that during the movie as well. I do think that there is a archetype that they're going for, where every group has, quote-unquote, that one guy. And we could talk about this briefly, because it's pretty... It's offensive in a way, right? But yeah. Every character here plays a very very stereotyped version of like a supposed male archetype that exists in Friends, kind of the same way that South Park, you know, for like what 15, 20 years ago, created the kind of template of like that one kid in school, right? But we're led to believe that Dan Backdahl is like the loudmouth asshole of the group, right? That's Shelley. Doc is the kind of like ho hum. I'm never going to be anything crazy, but I'm also don't have it bad type person. Josh Hamill is clearly the leader as, as Bob, he's just declared the Bob father, right? James Roday Rodriguez plays Zane, whose only character trait is I'm gay. And they play this kind of for laughs, but not really like I've seen movies do it worse, but this wasn't great, right? Again, his only trait is being gay and they seem to make fun of him for that kind of, but it's also an open secret. And I guess he's supposed to be that one guy that like everybody has that one friend who knows that they're, you know, hiding their sexual identity. And it's like very, it feels very, very like backwards. Uh, I found it hard to kind of be like, to really put a finger on like, what are, what are we supposed to identify here? And then we have Dax Shepard playing uh, Zane. No, sorry, not Zane Durfee, who is an, a struggling actor and is kind of portrayed as sensitive. I guess that's his trait besides being besides being an actor, is that he is the sensitive one. And then Nick Swartzen, who plays Bender, who's the fuck up. And 
that's the idea is like each one of these guys is like that one guy in the group. The problem with setting up these archetypes is that they still have to be somewhat believable. And I think for both Bender and Shelly, it would be very unbelievable that anybody would keep being friends with them. Yeah. It, well, like there's almost no way, right? Like Bender is unhinged. The way he makes money is by uh sleeping with old people and selling vodka out of his van across from lemonade stands. So yeah. it's really like this guy he's not just like a person who's down on his luck. He's a person who sucks. And then yeah. Dan Backdall, like Shelly, he's He's so obnoxiously broy. He's like an unfunny Stifler. Stifler was meant to be the bad guy in the American Pie movies. I think people kind of forget that, but he's the one where you're like, oh, this fucking asshole. Like he's kind of your friend, but not. But then they they made him sort of have a good turn because Sean William Scott is a pretty funny actor and Stifler was a pretty funny character. This is not this case for Shelley. From the moment you meet him. He sucks, and there at no point in this movie is there any sort of building towards why anybody should want to like him. Yeah, and you know, I think that ultimately in the position that Bender was in, I probably would have shot Shelly. Just saying, I think that at that point in time, I probably would have been gone through enough abuse of Shelly, you know, abusing me, that I probably would have shot Shelly. That being said, I am not Bender, and I'm not Shelly, so I don't have to worry about that. But I think that Shelly you know when we meet him and he's in the in the hospital for suicide watch i think there's a there's a really pertinent point there where it's like well we've been trying to contact you and he's like oh i've just had a lot on my mind for the last five years shelly didn't want to con shelly didn't want to have interactions with his quote-unquote friends he didn't like them he doesn't like them so i don't know if that's that it, he doesn't like them so much as he's embarrassed, right? Because now he's clearly the least man of all of them because everybody knows that the amount of testicle you have equals your manhood. Sure so point. being in such a fucking toxically masculine fuck boy, I, I wouldn't even call them fuck boys. Bob is the only one who really can kind of pull that off. The rest of them are just fuck heads, but they're so toxically masculine that he then feels the need to get away from them. Also, you could tell he's very prideful. And so this is an area where I almost could see the real person here. Somebody who has their pride wounded like that doesn't want to show back up because he's clearly the guy who always gets people. He meat goggles his friend. For those for those of you who don't know, just look up meat goggles. And then also look up the date that it was entered on Urban Dictionary because then you can see exactly how old the jokes in this movie are. But he meet goggles his friends, and then he is a guy who serves them jizz in their drinks. At one point, he tapes Bender to a tree and crashes his van to teach him a lesson. So you can tell he's always the guy who's on top, right? He thinks he's the alpha male. And so in this case, somebody shot him in the balls, and they got him. They got him good, and his pride was hurt, and he ran away. I wish he had stayed away. Because yeah. it would have made this movie better. Not by much. The premise of the movie is still dumb. And the point of the movie sucks. And all the acting sucks. But at least it would have been one less shitty actor. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that each of these characters are going to be forgotten. Because, I mean, uh, I, I don't remember much of this movie except that uh, Shelley liked to go ahead and shoot Bender. Bender liked to go ahead and do absurd shit. Josh, do him you know, was rich and didn't have a personality outside of having money. Doc didn't matter. Duffy didn't matter. <laughs> it's Durfee. Durfee. Durfee? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Durfee. 
I and forgive you for forgetting because we're never explained why they have these nicknames. I sent you a thing from Wikipedia while we were talking about this movie that I think is probably the best dunk that could be delivered on this movie. This is in Wikipedia in the description. It says the film received mostly negative reviews from critics with criticism directed at the plot, humor, direction, and characters. That doesn't leave a lot to like. So this is the setting. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know exactly what what people found positive about this movie. I did go read most of the available reviews on that, that were posted on Rotten Tomatoes. So the negatives are pretty obvious. This movie is super toxically masculine. Yeah, it's a weirdly timed movie. So if I were to describe the plot of this movie to somebody else and kind of ask them to guess when this movie came out, they probably would have guessed mid two thousands. Because it feels like a mid-2000s movie. It's maybe like you might guess the 2010s. But this type of comedy, this like over-the-top, nutsack, raunchy, you know, the biggest jokes are like vaguely homophobic and also like generally gross-out humor. It kind of peaked after the Van Wilder hangout or hangout hangover type movies came out and since then we've seen them go more towards like a little bit wittier and sharper something along the lines of uh the super bads etc and so this movie feels out of place for a movie that came out in 2019 and the fact that it's kind of about some some adult men who still want to act like teenagers might say a lot about like the writers the main writer was josh Hamill. he's also the director and he stars as the bob father uh and he's the one who gets to make out with olivia munn i wonder wonder what was on his mind but mm. Uh, Josh Hamill wrote all this and it kind of makes you wonder like is he still thinking like does he still go back and watch like American Wedding and he's like ha ha they haven't made a better movie and so he's just trying to add to to this legacy but it, it is interesting that you know these men are supposed to be like arrested development adults I think yeah. like that's the idea we get like obviously the movie doesn't say that but that's what I got out of it is like man these guys need to grow up but then it's it feels itself like a movie that was supposed to come out 15 years ago I, maybe there's something there like maybe maybe this is a very avant-garde project by J- josh dehamel but i just i don't think so i think this was a bad attempt at comedy i'm a little bit upset that anybody greenlit this that there was some executive at wwe productions that was like yeah man this is the shit because i think even to their audience this would fall pretty flat yeah and i think that you know whoever they convinced to go ahead and greenlight this needs to be forced to watch this like once a week every week from now until i don't know 2030 to make up for this because <laughs> geez this is you know and i only say once a week every week because i think every day is is cruel <laughs> <laughs> but this movie had like nothing in it so i'll say this there were two jokes i chuckled at one was in the very beginning the well not the very beginning, but it was less than 10 minutes into the movie. The dad, so Olivia Munn and Joshua Hamill's characters are sitting around talking about pie and like, I like pie moist. I like pie covered in whipped cream. I like it wet, you know? And clearly they're making jokes about like pie equal vagina. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Also, the movie doesn't get better from here. So if that joke already was like, that's lame, it doesn't get better. But these two characters talking about it. And then the dad's like, sounds like you're talking about vagina. That made me go, ha (laughs) ha ha. That's it. Like one, like, ha. The other joke that I laughed at was at the very end of the movie. And I mean, in the blooper reel. So it's not an intentional joke, but there's a scene where 
Josh Hamill's character pulls up to a house and he gets out of his Jeep. In this take, he forgot to put the parking brake on on the Jeep. And you could hear the director being like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And you see a bunch of people running out and having to push the car back up a hill so that it doesn't keep rolling. That made <laughs> me laugh more than rest of the, than the rest of this movie, by far. And that's like an America's Funniest Home Video laugh, right? Where you're just like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. It is crazy when cats jump at things. Uh, but, you know, like, I would actually straight up rather have watched three episodes of America's Funniest Home Videos than watch this, including with Tom Bergeron or Bob Saget's terrible voiceovers. Like, I would have gladly uh, or watched those over this. This is just this is just a mess of a movie. Yeah. Now, I know we talked about we don't really have any positives for this movie, so there's there's nothing to balance it out. Uh, we were trying to figure it out before the show, and the best we could come up with is that it technically counts as film it follows the structure and it has a start middle and end so in lieu of that of all the jokes we saw what was the worst stupidest joke uh i mean the pina colada uh it's it's between the pina colada and the meat goggles i i don't know that's a toss-up on those two in my opinion for me i think the lamest thing was when they revealed that it was his wife had shot him in the balls and not and not bender because then bender does this whole thing but like no man i love you you know and it cements how awful these people are that they can't even be like well at least that guy got what he deserved or anything like that it's played up for like this laugh you know like oh because that's right then he's like oh well i already used your semen hope you guys enjoyed those pina coladas and everyone's like but like the whole scene's supposed to be laughs and i i was like this fucking sucks Mm -hmm. uh a tied second for me would be the shitting in the strip club or i don't think it's a strip club but like the dance club when they're when they're doing that challenge of like can you pick up a girl get her to buy you a drink and get a kiss from her before you shit yourself the joke there could have been funny Uh, again this worked in bridesmaids kind of right where people are like shitting themselves in the dress shop etc but and here, the quote-unquote shitting themselves is just they're in a situation where they're talking to somebody, and then you hear a <laughs> and then they make a face, and they run off to the bathroom, and scene. See, I completely forgot about that aspect of that of whatever this is, that, I guess, a movie. I forgot about that, because that one was gross, too. That was gross because of the misogyny. It was gross because the fact that they decided that a great way to, to add a challenge was to go ahead and give everyone diuretics. Exlax, yeah. I just, ugh. <laughs> I forgot about that. So yeah. I, I, I do need to change your mind because, yeah, actually that one was probably, one, the most boring, two, the least funny, and three, just kind of like, why? Why? Right. And don't forget that scene has uh, Shelly getting choked out by a small person, which wasn't particularly funny. That was just a really boring thing to watch. Also, congrats, former alpha male. I hope that made you feel good. (laughs) The other part of that scene that really kind of like bothers me is that none of the people they pick up, like they act like like they're taking a bullet or falling on a grenade. But like all the women in that scene just look normal to me. Yeah. Um, real quick, I looked up uh, Michael J. Lewis, the other director of this movie, and he has movies uh, uh, known as The Marine Four, Moving Target, 12 Rounds, Reloaded, 
the Marine three home front, Marine five battleground, the Marine six close, uh, right. close quarters, lots of direct to DVD. Lockdown. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've watched several of the American pie direct to DVD. Well, several, I think there's three of them, but two of them were actually pretty funny. One of them was lame. I watched the second Van Wilder, which is direct to DVD. It's not bad, but clearly this guy doesn't have the chops to do comedy type of, well, yeah, this type of comedy. So that's what I was getting at is I think that he probably needs to stay in the action films. Oh, we don't know. We haven't watched any of those Marines or those, any of those Marines, any of those movies. Maybe he doesn't need to stay there either. He might not, he, he might need to, to step away from making movies, but I'm just saying for right now, he might be better off in the, the action films. Don't know yet. So I think, adding a little bit more depth to these characters as much as I hate to say it would have actually been a saving grace for this movie. There's a few scenes where suddenly the characters are trying to be snappy and witty and it doesn't really work with the rest of the movie. And so I think that if we had established that, like maybe somebody here is like the smart ass or maybe a couple of them are smart asses, then some of the dialogue would work better. And I might've actually chuckled, but Regardless, the movie, as you said in the recap, was effectively over for me as soon as Olivia Munn started beating up Josh DeHamel. Because, again, I've seen that in other movies. It's not fun. It's not funny. But at least it, I was like, well, this has to be the climax. And then the movie went on for like five more minutes. And we mm-hmm. we had to see Bender help Shelly get a set of fake balls. And the movie has to end with Shelly yelling at the screen, long live the king. Yeah. I don't know. There's... There's so much wrong with this movie. Everything in the middle of the movie is forgettable until you're like, oh yeah, and fuck that part too. Mm-hmm. But everything else around it is so forgettable that you, it, I don't know, in a way, the movie actually kind of works because it's so bland and so bleh and so dumb and so not good that it actually kind of collapses in on itself. It's <laughs> hard to pinpoint criticism in a black hole because everything is just being sucked towards the middle. <laughs> uh, I so mean, like, that's this really what's happening here, right? It's like, yeah. as I'm bringing these up, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. And I, I'm remembering as I'm sitting here, too. And I'm thinking that's what's going on. The the giant suck that is this movie <laughs> overall is bringing the fucking, like, beams of light, like, sucking them back in. It's hard to remember every shitty joke when the entire movie is just shit in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you know, one of those beams of light came back to me. Do you remember the lizard scene? Yeah, the Gila monster thing. Yeah, and yeah. they're just they're just screaming, and and then Shelley decides that he's going to go ahead and bite the tongue of the lizard, even though he won. Why? Because he's the to, alpha male. Exactly. That's exactly it to prove <laughs> it. And then, yeah. <laughs> 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 for such an alpha male yeah okay you you bit the tongue of the lizard and then you lose in the final round of the the game so i mean super alpha male view i guess yeah and also the the games themselves are dumb in general but the idea i think you and i both mentioned this but why would you try live archery ever oh my so God, why? the guys are wearing these little armor suits. I don't know if they exist. They probably do, but they're you know polycarbon armor. So you shoot somebody with an arrow and it doesn't actually hurt them, but they leave their hands and like faces exposed to a certain extent. And so it was basically asking for something bad to happen. And then Bob takes an arrow through the hand, which one of the things that bothered me right off the bat about this movie. And I was something that I just waved off because it didn't matter 
is it I understand these guys doing these stupid games and being like highly physical games when they were in their 20s, but clearly everybody here is in their late 30s. And at least in the case of like Shelly and Bender, they haven't been taking care of themselves, right? They are not in great shape. So the idea that any of them were jogging anywhere or sprinting anywhere and that they actually had the archery skills to hit somebody in the hand, I it starts being like, oh, okay, so they're good at everything. And they're not funny. So, I don't know. It, it was weird. It wasn't worth, like, knocking the movie just on that point alone, but it was something I thought about the, the whole time. It was just like, so this guy's 40, and he's just, <laughs> you know, sprinting. Uh, and let's not forget the part where they all stop their corndog eating contest to watch one guy deep throat a corndog. That was a yeah. hilarious joke. Yeah. To throw in another piece, uh, Shelly's taking medication. And right. He's not allowed to drink alcohol because it'll fuck with his medication, and he drinks alcohol and then continues to run. The alcohol apparently had nothing to do, did nothing to his medication. Right. That was, and they even brought it up. It was, it was a point in the movie. It's not like yeah. you and I being like, oh, and would he be on meds? Like they said that. I yeah. promise you, audience, we're not thinking that much about these movies. We're not trying to find crazy plot holes. We're not trying to sit there and be like, and another thing. Oh, and technically speaking, he drove the wrong type of van. Where was the airbag? None of that <laughs> is what we're doing here. Everything you're hearing is because we watched this movie like two regular people who know nothing about movies, and we're like, huh. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Should anybody watch this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I'll say the only people who should watch this, if you are 17, you have never seen American Pie, The Hangover, This is the End, Van Wilder, or anything in that genre. If you've never seen any of those movies, Watch this movie first, and then immediately after, go watch the other ones and realize, oh, damn, this is this is why they hated it, because good comedies exist. <laughs> Otherwise, you should never watch this movie. In fact, I would encourage people to write to Hulu and demand a refund for just having this take up one slot on their streaming. This is terrible. With uh, with your call to action, I'm actually gonna do that after we uh, we sign off today. To get, I'm gonna go ahead and message Hulu and be like, "Hey, uh, you wasted so much of my time with this movie. I hate this movie. I think that um, if you do watch this movie, you should not only write to Hulu, but you should write to Josh Duhamel and uh, tell him he he should not make the CBS show that he's making. <laughs> yeah, it's a CBS oh. show, right? Yeah, oh, Paramount. I don't know if it's CBS specifically, but yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that they're making a television show of the Buddy Games. Now, what I'm hoping is that they're trying to make some sort of like gross-out based competition show that doesn't involve the plot or the characters of the Buddy Games, because I definitely don't need more of this. All of this can oh, just God. go away. I don't even like the idea of them making some sort of like, oh, it's a gross out. Like, we already had Fear Factor. We've already got plenty of competition shows. American Ninja Warrior and the Japanese Ninja Warrior will always be the pinnacle of those competition shows. But we don't, at least in that case, I can see what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to capture in on like that minute to win it type craze where it's like, oh, can this guy do this crazy task and pump a bunch of ads in our face while they're doing it. But if they're trying to really make a TV series based on the characters of this movie and like their day-to-day -day lives, stop. 
that's a crime. It is illegal to assault somebody. You cannot do this. You can't just keep attacking us through the TV. So I've got a I've I got something that's gonna make you depressed. Buddy Games Two is set up to be produced. That shouldn't happen. Nobody should do that. Whether they think it was because of COVID that nobody went and saw this movie, this movie nobody went and saw this movie because we all already saw all the parts of this movie. Have other mm-hmm. comedies come out that they need to rip off? Or, well, actually, they'll probably just try to rip off themselves. I bet this well, time someone's going to piss in lemonade. So after the death of one of their own, Bob Father and the boys steal the urn and go on a trip to com- to commemorate his life at the place where the buddy games began. But everything goes wrong when they find themselves in the middle of spring break. So it's road trip and weekend at Bernie's. Got it. Mm-hmm. I wonder. And- uh, I hope it's Shelley. I hope Shelley died. Um, Shelly is the only one who doesn't have his name in the movie. He's it, awesome. like Dan, Dan, uh, back Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whatever his last name is. He's in the movie, but his name is not, he, Shelly is not named. Uh, they might be using like archive footage of him or like old footage, something that they shot for buddy games. One, Maybe. If, if he's the one who dies, I can see him being like, Oh, you remember when he did this thing? And it's just like footage of him, like waving his balls at people. <laughs> also, we haven't really talked about that. There are plenty of fake balls in this movie, like oh, fake God. balls that are supposed to be real balls and then fake balls at the end of the movie. But yes, there is a scene of Shelly staring at his ballless wiener in the mirror. And that is supposed to be a, a funny gag the way it see, cuts over. But it's again, it's either so telegraphed that, you know, it's coming or it's so poorly executed that you just don't laugh. It's it's exactly what you said earlier. It's just a black hole that sucks things in. We forgot to mention the the fake testicles. Yeah. And the um pawn shop guy. That that was another weird add-in for no reason. Oh for... yeah, uh Seamus, I guess. I, yeah. I don't remember. Did the, that character so, had a name? Seamus uh, is the actual guy's name. Uh, his name is Thirsty. Thirsty. Okay. I know they said it at one point, uh, but again, because this is a black hole, that actually just got completely sucked out of my brain. I didn't know his name unless I had the cast name up in front of me, which that's what I've got, what I'm looking at right now. But actually, thinking about it now, the scene between Nick Swartzen and Thirsty is probably the best example of how this movie isn't funny. It is a, I would say, about four-minute scene of... Nick Swartzen's character selling stuff that used to belong to his mom. He's pawning stuff. And the pawnbroker being like, I'll give you, what was it, like $175 or $375 for the whole thing. And Nick Swartzen keeps trying to negotiate. And they make all these, like, you know, he does, like, a whole little bit. You know, he'd be like, I can't believe it. Oh, why? Oh, why? And then they cut back to the pawnbroker being like, tell you what, I'll give you $375. And this joke specifically like this little scene it is all material that sounds like something that like my uncle and my dad would joke about this is like a very old man style joke and then also it goes on for four minutes and this movie is not a long movie it's the typical 90 ish minutes so this is like a chunk of film which means that these guys watched it and thought it was so good and so funny that it needed to be its own scene when really you could have just had Bender show up and be like, I sold my mom's stuff, especially because later on when he says he sold his mom's stuff, people are like, oh, that's fucked up. Look what you made him do, Bob. And so I don't know if we're supposed to if we were supposed to feel like sad in this scene, it fell incredibly flat because I didn't feel that at all. And if we were supposed to laugh in this scene, 
which is what I thought they were trying to do, it didn't work because it wasn't funny. And the entire rest of the movie is like this. Yeah. There's a subplot with Durfee making a – he made a commercial where – because this has to remind you that toxically men toxically all the time. But he makes a commercial where he is doing a commercial for the Marines and his wife is the Marine and he stays home with the baby. And apparently that is the punchline. They're like, oh, wow, that's it. You're not a Marine. The woman's the Marine. And I was like, I hope a Marine really gets upset and goes and punches one of these guys in the face. But also it sends like when they criticize him, Dervy goes off in the woods and gets sad. And that reminds me, the black hole again. He gets attacked by <laughs> what, like a mink or something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. A hundred percent done better in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle when they get attacked by the raccoon. This is 100% done better. It's actually done better in Caddyshack as well, but I'm going to give them credit and say that they've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> but it is not a good scene. Uh, it's it's a dumb plot that they follow. And then somehow he gets so enraged, he becomes a good actor. I didn't know that that's all it took was be mad. Uh, yeah, maybe well, you and I should just do an episode of a podcast where we're just shouting. <laughs> So I need to add something real quick about the, the Marine it. thing there. So they bring in Jensen Eccles, who's playing Jack Durfee, Durfee's brother, younger brother. And Jack Durfee goes, what are you doing? Another Marine commercial? Your dad, you know, dad would have rather you be an actual Marine. And Durfee had some sort of snide response to that along the lines of I'm in a commercial for the Marines. Why do I need to be a Marine or some shit? Right. I, they doubled down before they doubled down on that. Yeah, it's – I don't understand what even the point of that little subplot was. I think it's because Dak Shepard is an actual actor, I guess. I mean, all these guys are technically actors. I, I do recognize uh, Shelly's character – or Shelly from other shows. I believe he's in Veep, but yeah. not usually in this type of movie. And uh, I've seen Kevin Dillon around, James Roday Rodriguez. I loved him in – why can't I think of the name of that show? Psych. There we go, the show <laughs> that he starred in. But – yeah, you know, like they had Dax Shepard, and I guess they wanted to give him a subplot. They were like, oh, yeah, he should do something, but maybe he shouldn't have. It's it just the. And then, of course, being on message for this movie, they try to like quadruple down. So when he shows them the commercial, they're like, that's it. You're a terrible actor. You're never going to make it in Hollywood. You're an idiot, you know? And he gets sad and like wanders off. Then a few hours later, they find him being attacked by the mink. And they're they they're like but when they're talking about like we didn't hurt his feelings we gave him tough love and it's like but you but you did hurt his feelings and you actually didn't help him in any way you just said you suck dude yeah and this is the closest the movie got to hitting home for me because i've been that asshole before it's mostly because uh, i'm not saying i'm great now but before i was very bad at understanding how other people were feeling but now I understand that other people can feel bad even if I don't. And so, yeah, like these guys don't even have that awareness. It's, it's very typically bullshitty stuff from men. And again, it's a subplot that went nowhere, but at least it gave Durfee some characteristics because like you said, doc does not matter to this story one bit. Yeah. He's well, so Zane doc, uh, and Durfee don't matter. Right. And, Something I jotted down just in my own notes. It's the movie got so bad that I didn't feel like bringing this up, but of course it's predictable. Uh, the three quote unquote main characters, right? Shelly, Bob, and Bender. 
of course they're going to be the three who compete in the finals. There was never any doubt. I could have skipped all of those games and just been like, okay. You know, like God, our lives would have been better if we had done that. <laughs> you know, our lives would have been better if this was a short. Yeah. There are, I'm almost at a hundred movies on the, the comedy list for us to kind of take a look at. And it sucks that this is the one that came up real quick. Jumping back to an earlier point. I did the math. If you write to Hulu, ask them for 26 cents back, because that is what the cheapest subscription of Hulu would cost uh, per day. And so, yeah, if you, if you do get that 26 cents, That'd be great because then I'll write in and get the same one. But yes, if you're listening, demand that Hulu sends you 26 cents in compensation for having this movie on their platform. It's awful. I I will definitely go ahead and keep uh, the podcast up to date on whether or not I get anything back because I'm going to do that. I, I really think that I need to because honestly, Josh Duhamel, you have scarred me for life with how stupid this movie was. <laughs> that being said, when Buddy Games 2 comes out, you better believe we're watching it. Oh, hell yeah. We've got to go ahead and double down on, on this toxic masculinity of ours over, over here, man. Well, we need, let to, them know. we need to get some back. One of the few positive reviews from the audience was like, this is how men act with each other. Okay. So it, sorry that that offends some people. And I was just like, uh, I've been a, I guess either I've never been a man or I've been a man for a long time and never acted this way with people. So really depends on your point of view. I suppose the type of person who thinks like, this is just how dudes are would consider me not to be a dude, but (laughs) you and I've known each other for what? Six years now. Yeah. I've never shot arrows at you. I've shot arrows at you, but you were sleeping. So Mm. I've thrown axes with you, but I've never thrown them at you. Yeah. And thankfully neither one of us have placed our testicles anywhere on the other without consent. Yeah, that's like every Thursday for us, though. <laughs> right after recording. <laughs> got to get on the road. <laughs> right, so, yeah, uh, that's that's all I've got to say for this is Josh Duhamel, you owe me. This has been Streaming Wastelands, where we suffered through Josh Duhamel's bullshit jokes and poor humor to go ahead and make sure that nobody watches this movie unless they absolutely want to. That being said, we love you. We're glad that you went ahead and listened to us. We hope that you're having a great day. And like I said last time, Drink more water, enjoy your day, love the people around you, and we'll see you next time. Greg? Uh, I will also see you next time. Uh, in the meantime, I believe I'm going to go find some fake prost- uh Wow, some fake testicles, not some fake prostitutes. That's weird. <laughs> I'll join you on that. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Bye.